Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Got ourselves a Ravens preview, and honestly, Justin, we got a football game to play, and I feel like people are forgetting. We have a football game to play, and if we win this game, which isn't like the craziest thing in the world, we win this game, and we're probably going to be in first place. We're probably going to end up in first place, so I'm excited, like... I'm not done on the season. I know everyone's like moving on to like, what should we do about Gettleman? What should we do about Jason Garrett? What should we do about Daniel Jones? I'm not done with this season, man. And the fact that Daniel Jones is back, most likely, gives me life. How are you, Justin? We saw how quickly the tides changed after the Seattle game. You know, Bobby, you you were throwing out some crazy lines saying, this Giants defense is a Super Bowl defense. And we were throwing out some crazy lines and, you know, it, it, it all, the thing that has kind of sucked the energy out of the season is Daniel Jones being hurt. That is the thing that has ultimately sucked the life out of this season. But it's looking like he may be back. You know, Jason Garrett's going to be back. Glad he's healthy. But if you've been listening to us long enough, you know, you maybe know our opinions on, you know, our, how just excited we are for Jason Garrett to be back or not excited. But regardless of how you feel about what the Giants have to do during this offseason, and if this guy's the answer, that guy's the answer, this guy's going to be here, that guy's going to be here, not be here, this football game is a very important football game for the Giants to win because, Bobby, no matter what, no matter how, again, no matter how you're feeling on the whole, you know, whether you want the draft pick, whether you want this, want that, it would be really cool for the Giants fan base to play in a playoff game and I also think it's it's kind of valuable if we believe in this coaching staff, we've, if we believe in this coach, if we believe in some young core guys on this team, for them to play in a playoff game. I think that would be really cool. It's not valuable to win the NFC East. It's valuable to play in a playoff it's game. Always, but it's, it's, it's valuable to win. It's valuable to win. You know, um, I know there's rumors of, like, the Giants, you know, make their decision depending on the— I, I, don't, I, I The only person who's saying Giants rumors about Gettleman and Garrett and stuff— are people who are with like 30,000 followers. Don't buy anything. Don't buy any rumors until you hear Jay Glazer talk about it, Adam Schefter, Ian Rapport. Don't buy anything until you hear all that. And anyways, we're not going to focus on that. We're focused on a freaking game. Justin, first of all, this episode is brought to you by only one person, um, Cashport Ills. Mm. People are getting very creative with their names. How can you... um? How can you uh, like relate this to yourself, Cashport Ills? I'm an ill person. Talk about like sometime you got sick. I was I was about to say sometimes I get sick, but also the kids these days. Some might consider me a kid. Like they call something ill that's really good. So I'm an ill person. That's been happening for a long time though. That's like yeah, you know, I think before my time they called things ill. Really? Um, 
We need uh we need a listener who's a cash port and just like I love you guys so much. Here's a bunch of money. All right, that'd be great. An investor. <laughs> oh oh, who who is Cashport Ills and how did he get here? Well, Cashport Ills did invest two dollars a month when he or she went to Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. There you go. There, there you go. So Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. You got a lot of fun things. You support us. You know the drill by now. Uh. Merry Christmas, Christmas Eve, Merry Chrysler. I'm going to get that out of the way. Bobby's not going to say it. I don't like that you guy. say it. I really don't. Bo- I, know, Bobby, I know it's me Bobby's imposing a bad my guy. will, but I don't I, he, I like. He's not going to say Merry Christmas to you because he's a bad guy. I'm going to say it to you all, um, and I hope you're having you're a good Christmas buttons. Eve. Christmas Eve, Christmas. Um, we are the only Giants podcast that I think is releasing a, an episode on Christmas. Now, is it because Bobby Skinner hates Christmas? Probably. You're pushing my buttons. I'm about to just really give people a real, a, the real reason why. I'm, I'm, no I'm about, I'm about to, to dig in it. some people. Save it for Simple Man Radio when you live stream and you talk every every day at 11 a.m. Uh, every weekday at 11 a.m. Bobby Skinner is going to be streaming on YouTube and he's going to have his own little right. like radio show. Let's, so uh, you, he could talk about his opinions on Christmas there. Go subscribe Simple opinion. Man Radio to YouTube channel. All right, Daniel Jones is back. Jason Garrett, Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett most likely will be back. I mean, Jones looks pretty good in practice. Judge has been saying things that would make you think he's going to play. And then also said, like, the plan is for Jason Garrett to be there Sunday. Just different. They just, there's going to be some type of, he's going to travel separately. You know, those logistics. Do you think that they saw what Freddie Kitchens did last week? And say, let's do a little more of that. Although the Ravens are going to play the Giants offense completely different than the way the Browns did. Yeah, that's tough because the Browns are the team that has blitzed the the fourth least in the National Football League, according to Pro Football Reference. And there has not been a team that has blitzed more than the Baltimore Ravens in 2020. Now, the Buccaneers blitz at an extremely high blitz rate. All that they did against the Giants was go after the quarterback, go after the quarterback, go after the quarterback. But that was also the game where we were most satisfied with Jason Garrett mm-hmm. in terms of allowing Daniel Jones to take deep shots down the field. And this has been a point that I have said all season, even though let, like, let's say there's a game where Daniel Jones is releasing the ball two and a half seconds or less. Those have also been, ironically enough, the games where he has had the most air yards and he's thrown the ball uh, his deepest down the field in those games. So just because the Ravens are you know, blitzing at a at a forty three percent rate, which is bizarre, you know, I guess they're bringing more than five five pass rushers or five guys that are going after the quarterback. I guess that's what a blitz means, Wink right? Martindale, um, my guy. So Wink Martindale, it's a guy that we possibly wanted as a head coach last year for the Giants. So just because there's a high blitz rate doesn't mean that we can't air it out. But also, Bobby, the, the cloud that's over that's over my feelings about this game is that Daniel Jones is going to get hit, and I don't know if he's fully healthy. Yeah, but like going into the Cardinals game, if they think he's good to go, let him play. My issue with the Cardinals right. game is when he sprained his ankle in the game, then they sent him out for the second half. If he's good to go, let him play. You know, there's two games left. Um, you know, you're fighting for a, you know a playoff spot. I know that a lot of fans don't view it that way, but they are f- like think of, f- put put in you know whatever sport you are in, and you're one game back in the division late in the season. You're you're not thinking about you know the way the way fans think. And if you win this game, you have a chance week 17. It may be partially out of your control 
if Washington wins this week, but if the Giants win this game, no matter what happens, they have a chance to win to get into the playoffs week 17. So you can't, the season's not over. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, here is, um, you mentioned that, you know, Tampa blitz like crazy. The difference between Tampa and Baltimore is Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Two really good corners that Baltimore has where it, it makes them be able to blitz a little more, you know, Patrick queen, um, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of his own little Devin white. Um, I know they're both from LSU, so there's a lot of comparisons, but I like both of those guys. Um, they do have the corners, man. But like you said, you can't doing quick stuff. It's not going to be good. It's not going to work against this Ravens team. Now you, you take some shots and then it opens stuff up underneath. Like there was a curl in the, this last game and it was in the fourth quarter and it's like, Hey, this curl worked. You want to know why? Cause the corner at the snap was bailing. The safety was bailing. It's like, okay, then you could throw a curl, but this, you know, this press man, tight man, jump, you know, man coverage trying to jump routes. That's when you can't do these curls and stuff. Uh, so yeah, they're going to have to build in some of those double moves, deep shots. Um, and I think you'll see Shep in the slot, which I actually want to say for later, um, little teaser, but you know, with, t- with Tate out, so there's, you're going to have to take chances. You're not going to go. I don't think we're going to go into the Ravens, this Ravens team and play conservatively and win. Now I do think they should run the ball like crazy, run, run the rock, try and, es- and establish that you can run the ball all game. Like, like the way the Ravens do, like no matter, like, you know, they are a running team. They will run the ball. They're down by 13 in the second quarter. They're still going to run the ball. So I do think the Giants should run the ball, and that's where the Ravens have got gashed a little bit is in the run game. But when you are throwing, open it up. You talked about back shoulder fades to wide receivers. I think Darius Slayton can make money. I mean, Darius Slayton has not been utilized in any way consistently. I feel like besides getting just those sideline throws – so designing back shoulder throws, back shoulder fades when you're playing a defense that is single high, that has one safety over the top, and you know it's going to be a one-on-one matchup because that's what it's been all year, Bobby. These wide receivers have had one-on-one matchups, and granted, do we have the best wide receivers to go up and get a uh, get a jump ball? Maybe, maybe not. But in more times than not, when Daniel Jones has targeted Golden Tate, deep down the field when he has targeted Sterling Shepard in a one-on-one back shoulder opportunity or when he has targeted Darius Slayton in a one-on-one opportunity the ball has been delivered and it's been completed and it's been a big play so replicate it yeah no reason to not do more like that's a way and I I kind of forgot about it until they had the um you know the offsides and they they're the Giants offsides play is run 20 yards back shoulder throw as it should. And it's worked both times. Like, why not do more of those? Like, it, that's a great way to counter that press tight man. There's way, there's different ways to do it since we don't do it. Back shoulder throws. We've sh- we've seen that we could do it. Back shoulder throws. And then pre-snap, or not pre-snap motion, at the snap motion. We didn't do that at all versus Arizona. While their their corners pressed us like crazy, couldn't get off like the we line just don't of scrimmage. And we just didn't use motion. So use use more motion, man. I mean... There is a path to victory against this Ravens team, against this Ravens defense. I know their defense is awesome. I, I love the way Wink Martindale calls a game. It's aggressive. This O-line's in for a big test. Like I said, you know, they're they're gonna get the the piss blitz out of them. But man, with with a defense like that comes opportunities to make big plays. And 
we can't we just can't go into this game playing scared yeah i think the tampa game is the best example as to how the giants can win this game i do too i i i, I think it is cuz going into that tampa game if we didn't if you know going into the tampa game i was like this is bad like this we need to just survive this game and prevent it from being a you know a three touchdown two touchdown loss but then they went in there and the giants had a great performance now we'll talk about the ravens offense very different from um the the bucks offense yes. very different very different quarterbacks but defenses are similar esque in their aggressiveness yep. um the secondary probably has a little bit more talent for baltimore like bobby said so um it's going to be tough <laughs> it's going to be tough to um overcome it especially if if daniel jones is just not as effective and not as mobile not as you know, comfortable. Comfortable is the big word. Comfortable, I think, is the word of the weekend for the Giants' offense. How comfortable are they doing what they want to do, or how comfortable are they going to be getting aggressive? Yeah. You want to talk about their offense real quick before we bring Danny on? Yeah, let's let's. I, I think it's I think it's worthwhile kind of talking about their offense. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just you know that's how I'm that's how that's that's just called a transition. Um. Lamar Jackson says he got from COVID is balling. He's completing yeah. 73% of his passes. He doesn't have a ton of yards. He only has 513 yards in three games. But well, he only has like 17 attempts per yeah. game. It's, it's crazy. He's averaging 9.2 <laughs> yards per attempt, which is, yep. which is you know, that number is bozo. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. And then running the ball, he's averaging eight yards per carry. Um, 253 yards in three games with four touchdowns. He's playing really well. He's playing back at that MVP level from last season. Um, he's, you know, targeting his, you know, Hollywood Brown is getting more targets. Mark Andrews is getting his, his good stuff. And they have that one, two punch of JK Dobbins and, uh, and Gus Edwards, um, Rutgers finest. So their offense is clicking, man, but did, you know, like we did against Seattle, you can't, you don't go into any game scared of an offense because of the defense we have. And I, I think this is going to be a really fun game for Patrick Graham. Um, Arizona, it was a little different, but here's the difference between Arizona and the Ravens. The Ravens are much more run heavy. We have that. Like we are a very good run defense. Like I watch the Browns offense every week. Nobody played their running offense better than the New York giants. And Lamar's not as accurate as Kyler. And he, 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 and he, he's more of Lamar's more like, I'm going to go and run where Kyler is like, sit, sit, sit. All right, it's not their run, so it's it's going to be more decisive. Um, so you can bait Lamar into mistakes more than Kyler. Uh, there, I think there could be some multiple turnovers in this game by this Giants defense. Having Bradbury back, them not having a true number one wide receiver, where you have seen the past, uh, not last week, but uh, you know Arizona, where with Bradbury because they don't play him in man a ton, that they were like okay. This is how we're going to get you off Brad, off off Hopkins. We're going to run two guys in the same area as you. You're going to make the right decision, and that's going to let Hopkins find holes against lesser defenders. So they don't have that true number one where Hollywood is, but he, you know, he's he, he's you know the over the top speed type of guy. Um, so I I think Patrick Graham is going to have a beautiful game plan for this Baltimore team. I don't know if it works, but I think he's going to have some he's going to have something cooking for this for this Baltimore offense. Lamar Jackson is a crazy athlete. He's crazy with the ball in his hands. And there, there are sometimes 
where you're playing such good athletes and you're playing such good ball players that separate themselves. There's a reason why Lamar Jackson was an MVP last year. He separates himself where it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what scheme you're kind of playing. He's going to make individual effort plays that are going to, that are going to triumph what you have put in front of him. And here, you know, here, here's ultimately the thing. I don't think this Giants offense is going to be good enough to keep up with maybe the one, two, three big wowzo, like did Lamar Jackson really just do that plays to move the chains, put points on the board, have an explosive play. I don't think the Giants offense is good enough to keep up, to keep up with that because they're going to need every, they're, they're an offense and they're a unit that needs everything to go perfect while Lamar Jackson does not need everything to go perfect. Um, they have kind of the weapons to go to. I think Andrews is, I think Andrews is scary good as well. Imagine if he was actually on an offense that threw the ball, and he's still arguably a top five, top ten tight end in the National Football League. So, not to say that the Giants' defense is not going to have a good day, but it's just going to be as par per usual. The Ravens, uh, the opposing offense, is going to do just enough to come come together, come come with the W, and the Giants' offense is just going to be behind. Wrong. Wrong. We're gonna win. Um Yeah, I, I, I just can't I I you you know me. I'm a scheme nut and I just can't wait to see what Patrick Graham has lined up for this yeah. for this Ravens team. I think you're gonna see some more blitzes. Um I think you're gonna see some fun stuff, uh, you know, on how they cover Mark Andrews, whether it's, you know, putting peppers and you know, being like, Hey, Peppers and, and, and Blake, you guys play zone and you just bracket Andrews all game. Yeah. Um. I think they're gonna. There's. There's just so many things. Like I think the better the offense, the better a defensive coordinator can be. You know, where we play Washington, it's like they're gonna check down. You know, they're they're gonna check down all game. Um. But I. You know. You know, Cincinnati. It's like yeah. You know, they're not gonna score points, but it's not. It's not fun to watch our defense against Cincinnati. I think it's gonna be fun to watch our defense play Baltimore. Yeah. Like I, I really I do you, believe that. You mentioned this. You mentioned this before. How if a team has a specific identity, like Cleveland, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Um, I know Baker Mayfield kind of balled out with play we action. We have James and Bradbury was, and Darnay home, so like cor- correct. But no, but let me hear me out. Hear me out. Seattle throw the ball deep. I mean that that's the that's the telltale example. Um, you know, I'm thinking of even going back to Los Angeles. You know, Los Angeles was so centered around the the Rams, so centered around play action. Um, you know, pre-snap motion, getting guys in space, running the ball um, when we played them in the early part of the season. When teams have had a very specific identity-centered approach, Patrick Graham has shut them down this year. And I think you you brought up that point in the past. And if there is an identity that the Baltimore Ravens have, it is running the ball with their running backs and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yep. And getting the ball to Mark Andrews. All right, do we have anything else before we bring on Danny? No. No, important game. Be excited for I, it. Be exci- this, I, I know, and I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I'm telling I'm telling the world, and I'm even telling myself, too. Because it's it's been, it's just, I think it's it's been an exhausting year, and I, and I can very much understand that. It's been an exhausting year for everybody. But there's only two games of Giants football left. Possibly. Minimum. Minimum. Okay. And enjoy it. Enjoy it, because if you know if this is the last relevant game of the Giants this year, because if if we do lose, I think no, it's not over if we lose. But if we lose and Washington wins, it, it the season is inevitably over. Oh, if so we lose and Washington enjoy, wins, yeah, the season is over. 
enjoy relevant football and enjoy a relevant football game. Because if, say what you will about a crappy NFC East, in years past, the Giants season has been over in the middle of November. And we're still at week 16 and we're talking about a team that has a chance to go to the playoffs. So that's at least one thing that I'm thankful for for 2020. I'm thankful for that too. All right, let's take a break and bring on Danny. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. We now welcome on Danny King. I know, Justin. I just wanted to put the whistle. In. I wanted to put the whistle in there. We now Wilson on. Wel- Wilson on. We whistle on. Danny King, our weatherman, our trivia man. If he can't do it, most people can. What's going on, Danny? Yeah, I mean, this isn't hard stuff I'm doing here. You could literally do this on any show, but I think we do it the best, and we're the first. No other show does weather, because who needs the weather? All right, weather for this Sunday is football weather. It's classic football weather. It's going to be cold, 35 degrees at kickoff. It's going to feel like 32. It's going to be mostly sunny. It's going to be sun all day. Winds out of the southwest at 4 miles per hour. So it's not going to be a windy day. No, no kick and drama should come of this game. It's going to be cold, though, so the fans... Are, does Baltimore have fans? No, they don't. No. They don't. So... I was going to go. They, that, yeah, so, but COVID said, no, we don't want you to go. So it's going to be cold for the players, but not cold for us. We'll be in a nice, warm house on Sunday afternoon. Danny, guess how cold it's going to be where I live tomorrow. Oh, I, I, I was going to mention that because I, I did see you post it. We also have to mention there's a fallen iguana warning randomly in Florida. we got to be prepared for that. So keep them, keep them eyes up for them iguanas. How cold is it going to be? 36 degrees. Oh, my God. What? Dude, it, like, Jesus, How are you going to survive? With a space heater. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be cold. The iguanas, man, and I, we don't have a ton of iguanas where I am. Like, you rarely see. Is that actually a problem? Yeah, in, in South Florida. I'm in Central Florida, so it's not really like, you know, we have iguanas, but it's not like crazy. But in South Florida, they're all over the place. We used to, like, when we'd be in South Florida, we would, like, like they would be, like, in packs. They won't move. You can walk right up to them. They won't move. Florida, something else. Only in Florida would you unless have you to take with... your scooter and, and then they'll move. Only in Florida would you have to deal with fallen iguanas. That's so Florida. I love it. It's real deal, real deal. Um, Danny, <laughs> what's your trivia question of the week? So I started reading it out last week because I'm dumb and didn't realize. But this week's trivia question is: Who holds the most interceptions in a single game against the Baltimore Ravens? It is present day. You don't got to go back to the '80s. Whenever it's present day stuff we're dealing with here. Why do I feel like Aaron Ross had a really good game against the Ravens one time? Bobby, what's your what's your guess? So the last time we played them was 2016 with the Odell slant game. I'm trying to think of who had an interception, and then 2012 was the post Super Bowl year. I'm going to say DRC. Uh, no, and unfortunately it's not DRC. Justin was right. It was Aaron Ross back in week 11 of the 2008 season. He had two interceptions. I believe yep. he returned one for a touchdown, if I remember correctly. So Aaron Ross, good good, good guy of the Giants. Uh, ended his career in Baltimore, but I don't think he played much because I believe he got injured that year. But so Aaron Ross, everything comes in full circle. He started with the Giants, or he played with the Giants, and then he ended with Baltimore, but his career ended too early. So there's that, all that fun stuff. And now I, I do change my Zoom background every time we do the show now. I'm getting bored. 
So I want to give a shout out. Congratulations to Des Bryant. He he caught his first touchdown in three <laughs> years on Sunday. Congratulations. I was happy for the guy. I was like, man, love Des being back. Had the whole COVID dilemma, but he's back. But you so see, you're gonna have a Ravens player as your background. But 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 but. but. See, there's a problem though. Yeah, he caught that pass. But by NFL officiating standards, he did not catch that that pass right there. Oh, he dropped very... it. It's incomplete. It cost the Cowboys in the playoffs. He could have catched that one, at least by NFL officiating standards. Dez didn't catch it. Good for Dez, but he dropped that one. Suck so. it, Jason Garrett. Yeah, that's Jason Garrett's fault. How do you how do you like that, Jason? Your guy didn't catch it. Suck it, Jason Garrett. All but right. He... Go ahead. I, I don't know what I was going to say. I just said something. That was low key the downfall of the Cowboys. It was that right there ended Dallas. Right there ended them. I mean, they went like thirteen and three like two years later. But so. they, they, nah, but they were still jokes. Like they barely done anything ever since. They had a rookie quarterback. And a lot of talent. That team was so freaking talented. Yeah. Um, and Jason Garrett squandered it. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into the fantasy draft. This is your first time listening. You're nuts that you're coming on to our preview show this late in the year. Basically, is we take we take the two teams, we pick from them a fantasy draft from the you know the flex position, wide receiver, running back, tight end. I am in last place. I had twenty six points last week with four hundred thirteen points. I am one hundred fourteen points back. Danny, you had twenty nine points, and it's basically over for you. You got you need a miracle. You're down fifty three points to Justin, who is in first place with five hundred twenty seven points. He had a forty six point. Uh, outing last week, and it was very solid. Like, it wasn't like one guy took it over. It was like each guy was like 13, 12, 14, 11. Like, it was very solid, everyone contributing to uh, to your matchup, Justin. Just very smart. Um, we're talking Giants Patreon League. Danny King and I, we are in the finals. And the John Boy Media League, uh, Bobby and I are in the finals. Or technically Bobby's brother, because Bobby's, bro- Bobby's brother – Manages the 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 sunny the Sunnyville uh, region. I need to so. win that because that's going to pay for our cheese bowl trip. What if I would? Oh, here's here's also the tough thing. I need to win it so I don't have to pay my admission fee. Oh, it, it's to what? To to the John Boy Media Fantasy League. I didn't pay it yet. Ooh. Well, you could just pay it directly to me. No, no, <laughs> and no. see, also there is no if you no controversy in the Talk of Giants Patreon Fantasy League, no controversy what at all. I won fair and square, nothing wrong with it. I couldn't believe that. Tell tell them that, and then we'll get into the fantasy. Draft. All right, so we went to bed Sunday night. Chris Mickle won. The he he had Kareem Hunt. He needed to get like five points, and he won by like point something, or he won by a point. It was over. I was like, damn. All right, sucks. But you know what? I'm happy Chris won. So I wake up the next morning from a text to him saying there was a stat change on Kareem Hunt, which then brought us into a tie. And by tiebreaker rules, I was the higher seed, so I beat Chris Mickle to go into first place. It was I felt awful. But at the same time, I was like, "Yes, I won. I'm not. I'm, my team's too good to go down like that." A win's a win. A win is a win is a win. And I felt good too because I don't have to pay you guys the extra. You know, like the, if it was a Patreon member won it, I was gonna pay them a hundred bucks, like just out of pocket. Now I don't have to do that. Now I just have to give you. Um, I think it's like three people gave, so like sixty bucks. So um, it's really rigged, though. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the whole point was. So one of our Patreon members can win, and they can feel really good about better themselves. Better luck next year, Patreon. I guess we're just this whole group's good at fantasy football. You guys are better than everyone at John Boy's offices. We're better yeah than- in the John Boy Media uh, League. Someone took Chris Godwin second overall. Okay, so they should probably just stick hey. to baseball. 
I liked it. I liked it. You know, Julian Edelman had a had a high target rate, and he was out of the uh, slot, kind of. So uh, taking Chris Godwin second overall, a little risky, but I liked it at the time. Stick to baseball, John Boy Media. All right, let's do the fantasy draft. I am first this week, Danny second, Justin third, and then we'll snake around. I'm going J.K. Dobbins first overall. J.K. Dobbins, he will get the carries. Even if the Giants win, they're not going to blow this team out, So, which means the Ravens will be running the ball all game long. He gets their most carries every single week. Um, he'll get some catches. He gets touchdowns. I was very tempted to take Mark Andrews, but I'm going J.K. Dobbins with the first overall pick. I mean, the Giants' running defense is one of the best things they got. They slowed down Cleveland. They slowed down Seattle. I frankly don't remember the Arizona game because that was a snooze fest. Giant, that that I, I get why you're taking him because J.K. Dobbins is good, but it's a risk that I thought you were going to take Wayne Gallman with your pick, and that's why I'm going to take Justin. Hey, calm down over there. I am going to take Wayne Gallman because guess what? We don't know how healthy Daniel Jones is. Guess what? We don't know. I know you want Mark Andrews. That's probably why you're excited. But we just don't know how healthy Daniel Jones is. If he's immobile, Daniel Jones isn't a threat. That's a fact of life. Don't come at me. Wayne Gallman, he's going to get carries. You got to set stuff up for this Baltimore game. Give it to Wayne. Run Wayne one. Wa- one Wayne one. Run. Wayne run. We're going to win. I need to put Wayne Gallman on my back, and I got nothing to lose now. I'm down by 53 points. Wayne Gallman, let's go, baby. Who ha- I picked Wayne Gallman one week. I like, you know, I quenched the Gallmanized thirst, and Alfred Morris outgains him. Disrespectful. Justin, who do you pick? Word- Words are tough on uh, on Christmas. Um, Give me Mark Andrews. Uh, he would be my number one player on my big board. If I made a big board and I was a nerd like Bobby, um. He's the number six tight end in fantasy this year, while Lamar Jackson has like 17 passing attempts per game, which is wild. Um, at 17 points last week, 13 points, uh, five catches, 96 yards, a touchdown against Tennessee. Even when he doesn't catch touchdowns, he's still averaging over 10 points fantasy points-wise. So give me Mark Andrews. I think he's the most reliable pass catcher in Baltimore when Baltimore technically does need a little bit more skill position help on their team, at least with wide receivers. And then it's snaking back to me. Snaking back to me, I was hoping Gallman would still be here, but he's not, which that's okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Marquise Brown, Ravens' number one wide receiver. Um, he's been he's been catching some touchdowns recently. Um, he's been he's been relied upon. He's not great, but number one wide receiver for the Ravens can't pass that. Hollywood, but there is a problem though. He he was added to the injury report today. He has a a knee a banged up knee apparently. So who knows what how. Healthy Marquise Brown's going to be. But it probably will work out in the end for you, Justin. Because you're just a great fantasy picker. I've learned that over this uh, 16-week season. Uh, next up, I don't... Uh, Eric Tomlinson, that just made me laugh. Uh, I'm going to take... You know, I'm taking the Pro Bowl boy. Evan Ingram, baby. Come home. Oh, Come back to me. Guess what? He's, he's going to have a drop. It's all going to happen. But I, I like Evan Ingram still, I believe. He can make a few good plays this week, but I mean, Baltimore does have a solid linebacker core. You got Patrick McQueen, who is a beast. Evan Ingram, I think he's good. I think he'll give me some points this week because I don't trust really any of these receivers currently. All right. I'm going to go Sterling Shepard, and I'll explain more of that later. Um, little little uh, teaser onto my giant factor. Um, and then I'm going Gus Edwards. I'm going Gus Edwards with my third pick. He is the backup running back in Baltimore. Uh, it hedges, and he—I mean—he gets—he gets carries every single game, you know. So it's not like he's getting four or five carries and making the most out. Of him. He gets, you know, eight to twelve carries in most games. Um, and this is a game where they will be, you know, it's going to be tight. So he's going to get his stuff. 
Great Rutgers running back, unlike John Hilleman. I'm going Gus Edwards. Who's up? Uh, it's me. Um, uh, you don't know how tempted I am to take Alfred Morris right now, just for the jokes. Because, uh, I'll be honest, I mean, Des Bryant, I can't pick him after I just literally clowned him a few minutes ago. You know what? Give me Alfred Morris. I'm taking the Giants this week, baby. I'm riding with them. Alfred Morris, once again, he's going to do carries with Wayne Goldman. Alfred Morris will give me points. That is a fact of life. Please well, give Justin me gets Morris. no running backs. We both, we, me, and, me and Danny both had you both running backs. Gobble them up. I'm okay with that. I'm very okay with that. Um, yeah, I would be let's too. Let's see. Give me Darius Slate. I think that makes the most sense. Golden Tate's going to be out, so that's one less uh, deep pseudo target that the Giants have. Uh, Austin Mack is kind of a attempting pick to you know maybe get like a a big play. I would I would like to see Austin Mack go up and catch a ball on the sideline, like have an opportunity to have a jump ball. That's kind of what he did best at Ohio State. But I can't pick Austin Mack when Darius Slayton's still on the board. Give me him. Well you have the next pick so you can go Austin Mack. Oh no I'm not gonna go Austin Mack. Oh. Um, Take Eric Tomlinson. I, I could. I could. I also could go I checked the I checked some injury statuses and statuses before this. But I think I'm going to go with the guy that's just going to make the most sense, and that's Willie Sneed. Yeah. Um, just not putting up tremendous production this year. He's had some good games, but not going to go awesome, Mac, when there's a chance that he's only out there for rushing plays anyway. That's, that, that's smart. That's who I had next on my big board. Danny? Uh, all right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take Des Bryant. <laughs> uh, I mean, he'll get catches. Maybe he'll get a touchdown. Who knows? But I don't like any of the other Giants options, especially with Tate being out. Like, there's no one else good to take. I had Dez not even on my big board. How about that? So I am. Te- I am. Miles Boykin or Austin Mack? Gotta take the Giants. Go Giants, baby. I know. I feel like I do. Why not Tomlinson? Written. I have nothing to lose. Let's be I'm honest. Going Austin. Here. Yeah, but I play to win. Okay, like I know. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not tanking. I, I, I'm going Austin Mack. I'm going Austin Mack. Um, big game. All right, so that means I have J.K. Dobbins, Sterling Shepard, Gus Edwards, and Austin Mack. Danny, 53 points behind first place with two weeks left. Oh, but the fight is still on. If we get a playoff game, that is a third, you know, that's that's an extra chance to take the win. You have Wayne Goldman, Evan Ingram, Alfred Morris, and Des Bryant. When I say that out loud, it seems really bad. Justin, Mark Andrews, <laughs> Hollywood Brown, Darius Slayton, and Willie Sneed. All right, time for Giant Factors. Danny, you are first this week. Or no, I'm first. I have the first pick. I'm first. I'm going Sterling Shepard, man. With Golden Tate out, he has to come out big. And we're playing against a team that is so blitz heavy. Who is the best at double moves on this team? It's Sterling Shepard. Who's the best route runner on this team? It's Sterling Shepard. Who does Daniel Jones, with an injury, trust the most? It's Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard has to be a huge factor in this game. If the Giants are to play play well in offense, it has to be on the hands of Sterling Shepard. He has to come up big. He has to be open. He has to be able to be trusted on third down, on first down, hell, even on second down. We need to get the ball to Sterling Shepard. Give him some shots downfield. He's been he's been able to catch some contested stuff when it's there. Sterling Shepard, man, he's going to have opportunities against the way this team the way this team blitzes. Give him those opportunities, Jason Garrett, and let Daniel Jones throw the ball deep to Sterling Shepard. And let and let's get rid of the whip route. Okay, teams are sitting on the whip route. Let's get rid of the whip route. Let's turn that into a slant. Let's turn that into a skinny post. Let's turn that into a drag. Do something. 
But Sterling Shepard, man, I feel like you can have a good week. Sterling Shepard is my week 16 giant factor. I mean, you, you, you told Jason Garrett to do too much right there. That's too complicated for his tiny Three brain. Three routes the coordinator. that like, everyone knows is too much for Jason Garrett. <laughs> exactly. It really is. All right, my Giants factor is it's, it's going to be Leonard Williams. All right, Leonard Williams, he, he was having a great year, but then randomly all of a sudden he just kind of disappeared off the radar. The Giants, you go back and look. I'm, I'm looking at stats here, all right? I'm bringing out stats. That's how serious I am about this Giants factor this week. You go back and look at the past two games when they play Kyler Murray and uh, Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray had 44 dropbacks, and 13 of them were under pressure. Compared that to when he was kept clean, he had 31 dropbacks which, with a clean pocket. Baker Mayfield, dude, was barely under pressure. He had eight dropbacks where he dealt with pressure. Compare that to the 27 with no pressure. The Giants need to get pressure on Lamar Jackson. I know Lamar Jackson's a little scrambly guy. He's going to run around do stuff. But if you can get some form of pressure on Lamar Jackson, it may force him into mistakes. The Giants had to learn what they did wrong with Kyler Murray. But Lamar Jackson, like you guys talked about earlier, Kyler Murray, he does stay back there a little longer if he has to. Lamar Jackson, if he sees an opportunity to run, he runs. Get pressure on Lamar Jackson. Leonard Williams, we need you this week. This is the, this is such a huge game for Leonard Williams. I need to see something from him to prove that he deserves a contract mm-hmm. from the New York Giants this offseason. Leonard Williams, my Giants factor this week. Good one, good one. Justin? I think Blake Martinez could be an obvious one because if you want to talk about stopping the run and keeping up with an athletic quarterback, athletic backfield. But I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. James Bradbury is probably coming back this week. He is coming back. He tested negative for COVID. Very happy. So that safety spot or that corner spot that was filled by Julian Love will be filled by Bradbury. We're going to have Yadam back. But Darnay Holmes is still going to be out. So exactly what we're going to do at slot corner up in the air. Can imagine it may be a rotation between McKinney, Peppers, Ryan, you know, just have a safety coming down and playing that slot corner, uh, slot corner. But I'm hoping Xavier McKinney is used more in the box and he's used more in the run game. He was used lar- largely as a free safety last mm-hmm. week with Julian Love on the outside. Um, I'm hoping, you know, maybe Julian Love goes back to that free safety role, that deep center field role. I'm hoping Xavier McKinney is used at the line of scrimmage, maybe when Peppers or Logan Ryan, they're covering their guy in the slot. This is why this guy was drafted in the second round. This is why uh, he was highly touted at Alabama, not because of his ability to play the deep half, not because of his ability to prevent the deep big play. It was his ability to come up and make plays at the line of scrimmage and run over dudes, make make impact plays. That's why he was drafted. So let's see it, Xavier McKinney. Let's see it how the Giants use him. Let's see Patrick Graham put a little confidence and trust in you to kind of contain an athletic backfield and Lamar Jackson. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, honest question right now. Hang on. If the Giants, say this was a loser season like last year, would you want to see more Xavier McKinney in the Logan Ryan role? Honest question. Because it's a real possibility the Giants just, I'm not saying they will, but what if they decide to part ways with Logan Ryan to use yeah. Xavier McKinney? Because that's a realistic option. People people love Xavier McKinney, but he's he would play the role Ryan currently is. So how would you – what would you do with Logan Ryan? They can't – I'm, I'm saying it's a, they're a loser. Like, give more of that snaps allocated to Xavier McKinney. Like, let's say – like, I think Danny – and this is honestly a good question. If the season was mathematically over for the New York football Giants right now, would we want to see more of Xavier McKinney – and the person that he would be taking snaps away from is Logan Ryan because most likely he is the guy that is not coming back next year. And that's not benching Logan Ryan, but they would just be splitting reps more. And I 
think I would say yes if we were mathematically eliminated. It's just you can't take a really good player off the field. If we were mathematically eliminated. that's I think that's Danny's point. But you can't, as a coach, go and be like, hey, no, Logan yeah, Ryan, we're I, taking I, you, we're playing you less for the sake of, you just can't do it. It's one thing to do it for Antoine Bethea, who wasn't playing well, for Julian Love. But to take a guy like Logan Ryan, I just don't think you could do it. I, I think Giants fans will be very mad this offseason. I, I don't see Logan Ryan being brought back. Because where's McKinney right going to go? That's the thing. Exactly. We, there's nowhere for him to go besides playing free safety. And I think that's criminal. If you're going to draft a guy in the second round where that wasn't his strength and that's not really what he what he played, you're going to draft a guy in the second round to play like free safety. It'll be an interesting offseason decision yeah. regarding that. All right, sk- standings, quick picks. I am in first place, went 5-3 and three last week at 73-46. and 46. The listeners went 4-4, four and four, so they dropped back. They were starting Sunday. They were one game back of me. They they crapped the bed. They're seventy and forty nine. They're three games back. Danny, you went seven and one. Justin, you went five and three. Uh, and Justin, you are sixty six and fifty three. So you're seven games behind first place. But Danny is one game back for not being in last place. So that'll be interesting. Got nine games this week because we got a lot of national televised games on Friday and Saturday. Kicking it off with. The Vikings at the Saints. The listeners went Vikings. They're trying to come back and win. The listeners this week are are uh, represented by Benjamin Skolzger, our Patreon member of the week. Um, he's going Vikings. Justin, I know you're a Vikings guy. Who do you got? Even though they lost to the Bears last week. Yeah, I'm either going to want to try and finish in first place in this league or I'm going to just tank it and finish in last. So give me the Vikings. Kirk Cousins has been scary good um, since the beginning part of the season. Daniel? Uh, I will be, I, I will be taking the New Orleans Saints. Uh, once again, Kirk Cousins singing, dancing, horrible sight. Uh, but I do think the Saints are a better team. I'm going. They played the Chiefs well. I'm, I'm going Saints. Next game, they're just a better team. Next game, even though they, this is a playoff rematch, playoff rematch. Bucks at Lions. The listeners went Lions. This is, you know, Benjamin. You know, he's playing for first place. I get it. But some of the listeners, you know, they're like Benjamin. You picked the Lions over the Bucks. I'm going. I mean, I'm going Bucks. Like, are you guys going Bucks with this? Or are you guys, you know, feeling ballsy? No, going Bucks. I'll, I'll take the Bucks, but I don't hate the Benjamin pick. That that that's the Buccaneers almost lost to the Falcons. Let's make that perfectly mm. clear. Let's make that perfectly. Seems like clear. everyone not, almost lost to the Falcons. That is true. That is very true. 49ers at Cardinals. Listeners went Cardinals. Oh man, I don't know. I'll go 49ers just because they, they took an upset. I'll take an upset. 49ers. But I don't, really, I don't have really any conviction behind this. This game is so weird that it's going to be on Amazon Prime yes. Video. That's odd. It's going to be on National I mean, TV f- too? No, it's just on Amazon. This is an Amazon Prime. Oh, exclusive. that's bull crap. Well, this is the future of Thursday Night Football. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Thursday Night Football will be on Amazon Prime yep. Video. And start no, there's season, no way so. they won't have it on NFL Network. It's not. They've only advertised Bucks, Lions, and then you whatever can, the yeah, nightcap can, is that week. You can only get it on Amazon. I have Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. I will share with you my username and password. I, 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 have, did, I, I have got a... it for one movie, and then I forgot about it, and they charged me. I, that's bullcrap. Yeah, it's, it's I have Amazon Streaming. Prime. I paid like a million dollars for cable, and, and they're like, nope, can't watch the football. I mean, if I have NFL Game Pass, I should be able to watch it. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, the future is Amazon Prime Video. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they don't have Nick Mullins. To f- he needs Tommy John surgery. That's wild. George Kittle will be back, so I know that will help Justin confirmed? in his fantasy. 
Yeah, they, yeah, it's confirmed oh, he'll big. be back for Saturday. It's just so that's, that's, George Kittle. That's, that's massive for the 49ers. <laughs> Absolutely massive. So, yeah, give me the Arizona Cardinals this week, though. Justin. Yeah, I'm taking Cardinals. 49ers are just not good. Sorry. Not good. Raiders at – or Dolphins at Raiders, um, 8.30 at night, primetime on Saturday. I'm on the Dolphins train, man. I love what they're doing. I really do. The Raiders are kind of falling apart. Marcus Mariota is probably going to start. Um, and John Gruden did a fart. Look at me rhyming. I'm going Dolphins. Listeners are going Raiders. Justin, who do you got? Is uh, Tua and Marcus Mariota both from Hawaii? Yep. Wow. Give me the veteran Miami quarterback. Uh, Miami. Uh, Hawaii quarterback. Uh, Raiders. That's a interesting pick. I'm taking the rookie my, uh, Hawaii quarterback, Tua Tugavaiola. But I need Marcus Mariota to ball out with Darren Waller this week. Please and thank you, Marcus. Don't expect it. Marcus Mariota sucks. All right, he's a good backup, though. He is a good backup. Better than Cole McCoy, probably. Colts at, yeah, well, yeah. I, Mariota might be the best backup in the league. Um, Colts at Steelers. Listeners are going Colts. I'm going Colts as well. I'm on the Colts train. I want to ask your guys' opinion, because you're younger than me. What do you think about this Juju controversy with the with the TikToks? I don't like that people didn't care when he danced on our NFL logo. Like, why don't people care? I, I, I don't care. The problem is they're losing. If they were winning, no one would care. But it's just an unnecessary distraction at this moment in time. Like, it's silly that he's going to stop doing it. Because, I mean, at that point, just stick with it. But, I mean, I don't hate him not doing it anymore. It is a way to get children into the game of football. Like, Juju Smith-Schuster Schuster should be the guy that hosts whatever game is being played on Nickelodeon. Like, he should be the host because he is a child. What he's doing, it, it's it's childish. Now, whether it's wrong or it's good for the game because it's getting eyeballs on the game, but it is a childish thing to do. It is getting more children to want to watch Juju Smith-Schuster and the game of football. Who are you guys picking? Oh, Colts. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Colts so we can have... Week 17, AFC North battle on the line. Browns-Steelers for the AFC North title. So here's my opinion on it. I understand everything you guys are saying. And at the end of the day, it's it's a logo. You know, like it's kind of silly. Um, and I if Juju wants to keep doing it, I'm not like this. Juju needs to stop doing this. But what people, what blue check marks, what all these people forget is what it's like to be a freaking athlete and to be an athlete your whole life like NFL players like that your mindset is different than normal people okay you you go and you battle and you fight and there's things that battle like so somebody stomping on your logo and dancing on your logo will be taken as disrespect that's the beauty of sports okay um you know if David Ortiz decided to do a dance on the Yankees logo you know Duke Duke like that's the beauty of sports is that of taking that and harnessing it so all these people that are crying like, oh, it's just a, it's just a logo. Shut up. Remember what it was like playing sports. Remember what it was like playing sports. And imagine someone dancing on your logo and the way you would go at that player. So it's cool that he's doing it. I don't care if he continues to do it. But shut up about the, oh, like, you know, it's these people need to get over it. It's like, screw that. This is sports, okay? This isn't dance competition. This is sports. If he wants to do all that, fine. But just know that it's going to piss off the other team dancing on their logo. It's it's, it's the boomer saying. And, and another thing, if Juju wants it, he should handle it the Chase Claypool route. Chase Claypool, I mean, like, they lose, and he, like, 
Like, he, he makes fun of himself for what he does. Juju, he can make fun of himself. He's got to be right all the Claypool time. Claypool is a genius with what he's doing, by the way. I actually watch his YouTube channel. He He's a genius because that, like, being willing to go behind a camera like that and vlog your week as an NFL player, we don't get a chance to see that. And I know Trevor Bauer's doing it in baseball. There oh, are he some sucks. No, but no, it's it I'm saying it's a smart marketing thing to do for yourself to make yourself more marketable. I mean, you can make bank with YouTube. You can make bank. You have, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. You get even more views because maybe people don't want to subscribe to your channel, but they want to see what life as an NFL player is like and then you run your ads. I mean he he is making bank especially on a rookie contract where you're not a first round pick he's probably almost making as much he can have the potential to make almost as much money doing that and that extracurricular stuff making yourself more marketable than what he's doing on the field yeah i agree trevor bauer is really annoying though um he trolls it so well he plays yeah. it so well like oh yankees fans vote for me in this contest. wearing a yankee hat fans. i mean people people love <laughs> that it's, i mean it's i mean what it is it's it, it attracts it attracts i don't want to just you know, it attracts childlike minded, simple minded fans. It, attra- oh boy, it attracts you, you, them. You're pissing off a lot. No, and I'm not even putting that as like a dig, but you're in the day in, day out stuff for, for baseball, or you're in the day in, day out stuff for football. It's like we could care less if I didn't even know that Juju Smith Schuster danced on our logo week one because. You know, we're we're writing blogs, we're making videos, we're we're doing this, we're watching film, we're doing this, we're we're doing all these different things. We could care less, and a lot of the fans that listen to us who are who are in it with us could care less. It's the people that are just scrolling their Instagram timelines, getting their Giants news that way that care about that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with it. Everybody's a different kind of fan. Yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not I I think it's cool. I do think like the players doing the behind the scenes thing is cool. I just think Trevor Bauer, even if he wasn't doing that, would annoy the crap out of me. Like, right. I, like I don't think I would enjoy spending time with him. No, Trevor Bauer used to be known as like the annoying, the annoying yes, guy. It's been <laughs> it's more than this past off season yeah. that with Trevor Bauer. He's gonna be horrible if he ends up with New York media. Oh, I can't wait! I cannot wait for the crash and burn with Steve Cohen. <laughs> All right, Panthers at Washington, and I've already seen some people be like, "Hey, why don't you stop tweeting and sign somebody?" Um, just love it. I love it. Eat him alive, New York. Panthers at Washington. Listeners are going Panthers. I mean, I have to go. We have to go Panthers. We have, you know, yes. we're, we're playing for the playoffs. I'm going Panthers. If you don't choose Panthers as a Giants fan, I, I think you're, I don't know, drunk. Daniel or just, oh, okay, Justin, you're on Panthers too. Yes. Please, Teddy Bridgewater. We beg unless you. you're a jinx, unless you're a sports better and your bets are jinxes, then bet Washington. Then bet Washington. Yes, please do. And maybe, or maybe after the game, they could send Dwayne Haskins to a a lady of the night. Is he house. playing? By the way, I've seen yes. Ma- Mike Garofolo said Alex Smith looked good and he's tracking the play Sunday. But then Adam Schefter said the complete opposite that Dwayne Haskins is tracking Tough. the play Sunday. Tough. Rams at Se- one has to be right. Rams at Seahawks. Listeners going Rams. I know the Rams have been historically pretty good. Uh, you know, versus Seattle with with um, Sean McVay. But I just feel like Seattle, they're fighting to you know get that one seed. I'm going Seattle. I I just think Seattle's a better team, and it's as simple as that. I agree. They're home. Got to turn it around. Russell Wilson's got to get hot as the season ends. So yeah, give me give me Seattle. Danny, they lost to the Jets, the Rams. I can't pick them this week. Give me Seattle. Good yeah. point. Good point. Eagles at Cowboys. Listeners are going Eagles. 
Who do we need? Yeah, what to do win? we want? I think I we think need we the Cowboys want... to win. Oh, we because do need we have Cowboys to beat. We have to beat weeks. We have to beat Dallas pretty much for us to make the playoffs. We do. We do have to beat Dallas week seventeen. So we want them to win. That way, because if we tie with them, we will owe the tiebreaker. Yes. for them if we win. Yes. So we want the Cowboys to win, and I'm going with the Cowboys. Come on, Ginger, the redhead. Let's go, baby. I want the Cowboys to win, but I picked them to. I, I whenever I pick the Cowboys, so this is my omen coming in. Um, we don't believe in that though, Bobby. Um, whenever <laughs> I pick the Cowboys, they have lost. So I'm picking. No, wait, what? I'm picking the Eagles. I'm picking the Eagles. And then Tennessee at Green Bay. Listeners are going Packers. I think the Titans are going to win this game. I think the Titans realize they need to get their crap together for a playoff run. I'm going Titans, man. Tannehill is going to yeah, the you know the Packers. I think have only beaten one winning team this year. Mm. I I saw a stat of that. Um, I think the Titans will be there blow for blow with them, and I think Derrick Henry will finish it off. Um, I'm I'm going with the Titans, Justin. Titans have played some good teams this year. Is this a primetime game? Yeah, I it think it's Sunday night. night Football. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. I I really I love the Titans so much. Um, I love Tannehill. I want whoever's working with Tannehill to work with Daniel Jones. Um, I kind of want to be different. No, give me the Titans. I, I, I love him so much, and I love fading Aaron Rodgers when I can, too. He's, he's been really good this year, though. Daniel, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Packers to win just to set myself apart from the pack on this one. But I love Tennessee. Derrick Henry, love him. AJ Brown, love him. Will Compton's haircut though, good lord, what the heck happened with that? I don't have the greatest of hair. I didn't but see. God, it. that he needs it's horrible. Like the Titans Twitter account like trolled him. They added him on the injury report with haircut as doubtful wow. for Sunday. That's disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful. Disrespectful. All right. Guys, Giants versus Ravens. Danny, what is your score prediction? I mean, we got the Giants lose on Sunday. The dream's over. Uh, I'm hope I'm hoping Daniel Jones is more healthy than he was last Sunday. If he Daniel Jones doesn't have the confidence to run, we lose this game. It's as simple as that. Giants win. I don't see it being a high scoring game because Jason Garrett's probably going to be back, or is he? Are they pulling the fake with us like they did in 2017 with Mike Sullivan and Ben McAdoo? Ooh. But uh, Gi- Giants win. I'm going to go. Uh, 17, no, that's two, 21, that's two, no, 17, 17 to 10. I love it. Justin? Ravens 26, Giants 16. Season ends. It's going to be, it's going to be sad. The season will not end. I feel good. I really do. I feel excited. I get they're a good team, but I just feel excited. I don't know why. I, I don't understand why, but I just feel good. I have a good feeling going into this game. I have a good feeling that this team doesn't have quit in it. Um, and maybe, you know, the Ravens overlook us a little bit. I don't know. I know they're fighting for a playoff hunt, but I, I just I feel like this team is ready, man. I feel like they've they've had two losses in a row. We came off the high of the four straight wins. But I feel like this team was just ready to shock the world again, again. And I'm going Giants 77, Ravens 0. Giants will be in first place Sunday night. We will be a first place podcast. The next time you listen to this podcast, we will be a first place podcast. Giants 77, Ravens 0. We'll see you then. You'll hear it be here in Sweet Victory. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>